0: Hi everybody, it's Richard Zwicky with High Healthy. And joining us today, we have Pavel Strzoklik, who is the uh, founder of, oh my God, I have a hard time with, Noah Aeon. Is that correct? You got it's, it. It is a tongue twister, and you know what? The well, good thing about it is anybody who tries to say it will remember it. Tell us
1: about Noah Aeon. Yeah, so Noah means um, movement. Aeon is all or none. It symbolizes duality uh, that right. I've, lived in for way too long in life highs lows good days and bad days and our whole mission is to come back to harmony come into center and and unity and so you know we do that through variety of different events digitally in person as well as our conscious e-commerce and it was designed out of uh, 10 days in darkness seven years ago uh, with no physical food in the middle of thailand where I had this major realization that what I'm doing is not working anymore. I was burned out, and I wanted to live in service and and help others realize their full potential.
0: So tell me about those 10 days in Thailand. I mean, that's not the sort of... 10 days without food is not the sort of adventure most people go on.
1: Yeah, so I've been on a journey through self-transformation, I think, like many of us, uh, for the past 15 years, at least consciously and essentially um i used to be a busy entrepreneur i opened orange theory fitness locations all over the country and exited out of variety of businesses but i was burned out and so as an entrepreneur i committed myself that every 3 months i'm going to do something ridiculous something out of comfort zone something that will teach me new tools and will kind of help me silence that inner voice that's telling me constantly there is more there's more to life this is not it and so you know for me i i went around the world i did samurai camp i did uh, i spent a month with the psychics in brazil i trained under wim hof you know the iceman for a year and it wasn't until dark room, uh, which which is you know 10 days complete darkness uh with no food in thailand that I finally had enough time to be in complete silence to actually hear, what do I want from life? You know, what is the next destination? And that's literally, I got the clear picture of of what you are seeing today. Right. And so, you're originally from Poland? Uh, Czech, Czech
0: Republic. Czech Republic. I'm sorry, I just noticed in your uh, documents there it was a reference to a background in Poland. So, that might be why I wondered about the Szczuklik name because... uh, it is not Polish, but I I got a little bit confused by that. But tell me, um, I think maybe that's because there was a note about you discovering breathwork while in Poland. Um, so you started in the Czech Republic, you discovered breathwork in Poland, you were investigating the different processes, and you ended up in Thailand, and you had 10 days without food, you had water, but you were locked in a dark room. Walk us through the emotional journey of those 10 days, because others who are looking at, really cleansing themselves of, you know, everything that they hold on to and rediscovering who they are, that immersive experience is powerful, but it's also scary.
1: Yes, it is. And it's a it's an emotional, mental roller coaster. Uh, you know, it's not as hard to be without food as it is without the emotional attachments to food, as well as, uh, you know, imagine this way, right? for the first time in my life i had time just to hear my thoughts and not all thoughts are pretty and so it it taught me you know so much it taught me a lot about my past who i was up until then as well as who i want to be in the future and essentially uh you know you don't have to go through this extreme to do this right there is vipassana you can just take a silent retreat on your own somewhere in the mountains jungle Whatever calls you, the most important takeaway I have is something called the process of unhooking. Mm-hmm. And what that means, I actually break it down now into a cycles. So the first time I went, my life changed 360, right? But the second time I went into dark room, which I've done it now four times. I'm going on, on a fifth You've done uh, four th- 10-day processes. Yep, yep. It's became my yearly reset, so to speak. And and it's been after you get past the mental and emotional, you know, issues, you actually start just feeling so free and and relaxed and rested, and and you know, all the insights that you've been looking for, all the creativity, it just starts, you know, pounding one by one. And so, so I, do I now use ask it. You as a complete non sequitur, and I don't
0: mean it to be humorous, but it is in some ways. i I worked as a cooking in kitchens and was a chef for a, a long time. We all have comfort foods. But when you went in and you're clearing yourself and you know you're going through the 10 days, are your expectations of what you're going to want as a comfort food at the start and the end different?
1: <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. That's I think a tangible
0: has- that unites people around the world is we all have our comfort foods and our sense of community that to which we belong. And the food's often tied to that.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, and it's funny, we actually, you know, we do all these immersive events and one of them, is called sensory seduction, which is a blindfolded dinner experience to kind of bring people closer to this because food is such a huge, huge element. But, you know, funny story, I think it was day three or four. I literally start dreaming of lamb chops. I like start seeing lamb chops everywhere. And I'm not even that big of a meat eater, but it was literally this like craving for anything and when you start thinking about what you're going to eat after you're in trouble so as soon as these thoughts start coming i'm just like no thank you step aside just like a billboard, you know, on the on the street you have a choice to look into the billboard or or not right. <laughs> and that's kind of that's kind of what i had to do with my mind and by the way for anyone this is a great tool if your mind is overly analyzing and active you know come back to your breath relax into your body and just speak to your mind as a great friend, as a, as a tool that's meant to keep us alive, meant to be used for, you know, booking flights and, and, I don't know, transferring, you know, between bank accounts. But besides that, all of the clutter needs to go. It's just ruining our life in a lot of times because of the misconception of what we're thinking. And so the thoughts, the mind was um, this huge friendship I had to create during this time. Otherwise, you know, time is way longer than than you know projected <laughs> yes and the
0: passage of time would shift during those 10 days at first it, the time must seem incredibly long and then once you get accustomed to it it probably doesn't have meaning in the same way
1: no so you know the key is to actually achieve this level of timelessness and you know people call it the flow state of uh, in in many different you know ways in our productivity you know right. uh, the, the tasks but in there when you become it, it, when you go into the timelessness that's when i had all of these realizations that's when i had all of these shifts because the mind kind of step aside and then you know i truly believe there is this unified mind that has limitless source of information from which we draw as you know any game changer, any inventor, anything that we cultivated out of this, you know, physical dimension, so to speak, it came from you know somewhere else, and this place somewhere else is is that access that we we get to through the meditation, through the practices, and through silencing, uh, you know, our thoughts in general. And you know that silencing, what?
0: When people go through those processes, we each emerge with different wisdoms. Do you find a consistency or and it reinforcing each time you go through, or are you learning new things each time?
1: So consistency and add on to it. So what I've learned is that what is truth is always truth. I mean, there's a certain universal laws that are working. And no matter, you know, what book you're reading, what word, what country you're from we're saying the same message, but we're saying saying it a little bit different. Now, in this darkroom experience, what I've learned is these simple three um, ways of how we operate, and I call it the me, we be, and be. Now, me is the individual consciousness where we have a set of a teaching set of cycles that we keep on going through and if you break down that individual consciousness that's your physical health right so how do we sleep what food do we eat how do we nourish our body temple mm-hmm. then you've got the mind right which is the thoughts the analyzation the 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 software right so body is the hardware mind is the software recoding that software so it works for us then you've got the emotions which is accessing past traumas which is really like facing yourself right for the things that maybe you weren't as proud of and uh and then there's the spiritual connection the guides and i learned this in the in the psychic village in brazil and just a reminder you know i was a busy entrepreneur with an open mind and open heart but i never was anyhow more exceptional than others and what they taught me is that we have Uh, these four senses that are unseen uh, through which we communicate with this limitless source of information. And it's the inner, uh, uh, inner hearing, uh, the whispers, you know, that are telling us at night, quit watching Netflix or start working out or, you know, stop drinking alcohol. It always has our back. Uh, then we've got our inner vision. This is the visionaries of the world that can see things before they happen. Then you've got your inner knowing or intuition, and this is when you think, you don't know. But when you know, you don't require to think. And then you've got your inner feeling, which is the empaths of the world. You know, when you walk into a room, something doesn't feel right. And or if there was a fight or something was happening there. And so these are the four senses that if we acknowledge them, just like, you know, we when we work out our muscles, right, we simply state, thank you, I heard that. Thank you, I saw that. And then what you're going to do about that. And so from personal experience, what I start seeing, these voices get louder. uh, These visions get brighter. And that all happens through this practice of, you know, the me, the individual consciousness. Then you look at the we, the collective, and that is the sets of relationships that you have around you. You want to create an army of angels that, you know, literally reflect the best of you and you reflect the best of them. Uh, and if it is otherwise, right, remove that relationship or upgrade the relationship, and then it's also the environment. So it's the air that we uh, breathe, the food that we eat, uh, water that we drink. You know everything that affects us on the outside. In uh, that connects into the collective consciousness, and then the B is the supra consciousness or supra collective, which is you know if we know this universe was created thirteen point five billion years ago. How did we get here? You know, we're such a drop of a dot on this vast universe that we have these micro and macro cycles that we learn from. And it's up to us, right, to take the charge, to stop being in that victimhood mindset and actually allow each time we have a negative thought or negative emotion, a negative relationship to see what in this is there for me to to, to learn and how can I really see this? So that way you can learn from joy, you can learn from abundance, you can learn from love, but without, you know, exiting from fear, exiting from, you know, the pain and suffering, uh, you will be in this loophole in this cycle. So right. But let me, no take truth. This, let me take this yeah.
0: back a sec there for a second, because you know the process you're speaking about, and you touched on it earlier about Santa, it's in many ways sometimes to help you address the things you're not as proud about that you may have done along the way, and that is a completely distinct issue, although sometimes it's the result of the, the inability and the challenges people have in facing the abuse they suffered um, that weren't properly resolved and their twist they didn't learn the coping mechanisms, and as a result, they act out and they create and inflict pain on others. The process you're identifying helps people address the the abuse or trauma they inflict on others, but before they get there, they need to be truly effective. They need to address their own. how How does that tie together?
1: So you know, uh, to 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 go back into the darker right. So it always has been so clear because these are the different elements that you really get to face there, right? And it's kind of the elements that make up who we are, right? Like how do we show up in life, and in this process. And by the way, anybody can can do this. It's just a simple four-step process to uh, this change that you can apply to anything. And I call it the the wake-up uh, is the number one. This is when you bring up to the surface those things, relationships, thoughts that don't work. you got to have something to work with. Um, easiest example is if you think about it from the physical body. You, let's say you get your blood drawn and you're high on environmental toxins and low on vitamin D you know, it gives you some data set to work with. Then the second stage is you clean up, you let go of the old, you detox the body, you you give up on the negative thoughts. So that way you can power up, which is the third phase. And this is when you supplement vitamin D. This is when you get new habits formation, new relationships, new ideas. And then the fourth part is to rest up, and repeat the cycle, right? Because there is no such thing as mastery. The minute mm-hmm. you think you've mastered something, there's a whole next uh, step of lessons to be learned. And the rest up is really that process of unhooking that you can apply in these, you know, micro cycles. And essentially, what that is, is uh once a day I spend one hour just on my own. Uh, this is first thing I wake up, I don't go my cell phone. I go into meditation, breastwork, I visualize the day, it's that golden hour to essentially, you know, unhook from from the world. The once a week, you take a full day off, you know, I detox my body, I am completely off anything digital, and it's uh, it's that little bit of a bigger cycle. Once a month, it's 4 days, uh, so you can unhook, reassess, you know, what what went well, what you want to create in next month, and then once a year, it's 10 to 15 days, you know, which for me is the dark room, but this can right. be done in many different ways. So you don't have such abrupt changes in life. You can actually direct your choices into your consequences through your own hands. Right.
0: And and you know, that makes that makes perfect sense. And it's a it's for want of a better term, it's a forced period of mindfulness where you're contemplating your actions and how the actions about uh and how you're going to react with regards to things going forward, but individuals who have unresolved traumas and abuses, if they were locked into a dark room for 10 days, they would be confronting their demons without necessarily the appropriate support. So before you go in that room, what stage should somebody be at? Yeah,
1: so, so first lady, uh, it's, it's done by... um Uh, jasmine who is the the lady behind this so she teaches you a variety of meditations mindfulness exercises just to be able to face this but you know having a solid uh, toolbox which is this is what we teach you know we, we travel the world and do retreats workshops and immersive experiences to basically give people these these science driven tools that you can apply in you know everyday life and so it is absolutely truth right you you if you don't have a solid uh, toolbox to start with, it can freak you out, right? You can get vertigo, you can get, you know, those demons come, come into the space, but surrender process, right? Taking charge of your breath, relaxing into your body, uh, paying attention to the silence underneath the noise, you know, those are just a couple different uh, tool sets that I try to observe as frequently as possible, especially, you know, during the time there, but even, you know, now, even in everyday life, because it brings more awareness so we don't constantly react but rather we we live in a proactive state of being where we you know go into a neutrality we we step one side uh, away from whatever the drama is happening we zoom out and then we make choices based on uh the consequences we want to realize but sometimes it's hard right i mean we have you know crazy things happening constantly and this is why you know not being so reactive and and in it body into it is really really key element
0: right and i think that in part speaks to the the challenge that i'm just trying to understand here which is people who have unresolved traumas if they were to be put in that situation how, how do you help them manage in this environment is a therapist in there with them um because when you start confronting your demons, it's scary, and you need to be able to find comfort because you are yeah. you're, you're it is you're reliving the trauma at the moment you're dealing with it, and you need to recognize it's not real anymore it's in your past but in in a scenario where you are deprived of sight and food you're pushing your body and your mind's limits, how, how do you help somebody in that scenario where they have that realization of what happened? Or, is it su- or are people best approaching this after they've been through a therapeutic process so that they are better able to deal with any of the challenges?
1: Yeah, so I wouldn't say this is something great for beginner unless they really feel called to it. Uh, you definitely want to work with therapists breath work you know there's there's all kinds of you know assisted therapies nowadays that are very progressive to mm-hmm. to be able to do that and and especially if you've never even fasted let's say longer than two three days then you know it is not for you just yet. Uh, you want to build yourself up to it there's also a bunch of other darkroom uh, facilities around the world that do it with food that do it with shorter that do it with therapists so there is like mm-hmm. a warm-up phase or something like vipassana you know that that could be uh, probably much uh, easier way to to get into this now something very simple that might be really helpful for anybody with with trauma you know obviously we use the power of breath so mm-hmm. you know continued guiding breathing that can get you into these and heightened states so you can actually face it and release it from your nervous system mm-hmm. and i use this process where you replay the situation you then find a gift about the situation uh slash you know gratitude you want to reverse that uh that that anxiety pain apathy whatever it was causing you in the in the initial phase and then you forgive you accept the situation the person and then you can replay the situation again uh, either as if it never happened, or how you would have done it different, because your brain doesn't know, you know, if it's future or the past. It's just a matter of activating that that neuron that was, you know, uh, that was cultivated during that time, and then erase it, right, or or change it. And so this is a simple exercise to start with, and we can, by the way, we can give a link to like a free on demand library so people have different toolbox to start with. So you can, you know, access this on your own. I
0: expect there's a bit more in terms of that prep. I I do have a challenge with where you do say, you know, how you could have done something different because a child who is being sexually abused doesn't have the ability to do anything different. That would be a telling them to think about how they could do something different would actually reinforce the trauma. So how how would you approach that differently
1: well I mean I think w- what we're talking about is a you know trauma specific and I think if it's something to this extent you know there is there is a series of other work that I would yeah I would you know get on before even uh you know getting into this because you really want to be somewhat cleared as well as uh you you want to have a set of tools right to be able to access this but uh so so again I don't think this is really you know, great solution for somebody with with deep trauma like this. Um, now, you know, again, I'm not a trauma therapist. So when it comes to, you know, being a child or being in a, in the different stages, I think there's a different approach to each one. And so I, I don't want to necessarily speak to that. Uh, I think what this is for is somebody that has been fed up with life, right? They right. want more. They want to redefine purpose. They're ready to let go of any of their negativity and and it really works well for that, or even just physical health, right? Because even ten days without blue light, you know, imagine what it does to your eyes. Or we always take a blood test before and after, and ninety mm-hmm. percent people have parasites. Ninety percent people have you know different bacteria uh, going in, and hundred percent people are leaving out without them, and that's that's a fact. That's really insane to always see. That,
0: that's interesting.
1: What else? What else comes out of those blood tests as a normal pattern? So what's also really interesting is that your you know you would think that maybe your vitamins and minerals will be off uh you know a little bit off right with not not eating and and I, most of the time it's actually balanced which which to me is like wow right like where does all of the nutrition uh, uh foundation go when it comes to you know these states um I think so personally the first time I got out I mean when you look at the sky, when you look at the colors, every single thing that you see is in total different depth. Uh, the, the color palette is so much brighter and uh, sure. your energy levels are much, awfully... Much like if somebody has
0: their hand in a cast for a month and they take off the cast, they all of a sudden feel everything much more profoundly.
1: Absolutely. That
0: makes sense. And, you know, one of your... I mean, your mission is, as I understand it, is really to focus on health and harmony leading to happiness
1: yes we call it the triple h effect uh health happiness harmony which i truly believe that everybody is is you know meant to experience when we face you know things that don't work and you know to to give you an example i mean i used to be depressed i had suicidal thoughts i had epstein-barr chronic fatigue i literally was sick every two weeks and that this this pain this this you know, uh, constant uh, suffering led me to this path. You know, that's how I discovered biohacking and Wim Hof and and Dr. Joe Dispenza and and all of these magical you know tools and teachers. And essentially, it it you know I brought the journey into my own hands, and that's truly what needs to happen in this world. Because relying on anybody else, right, is nobody's going to do it for you. So if you can access this and commit to this. You know your life will shift. It's it's just a a natural flow of life, right? Where we give time, where we give energy, that's where it will nourish. Yeah,
0: I mean, we own our lives and we own ourselves and we have to do the work to help ourselves through the process because while people will support us, nobody else will do it for us. So, Pavel, we are out of time for today, but I'd like to thank you for joining us. And people who want to learn more about uh, Noah Aeon, how can they do so?
1: Yeah. So our website is uh, noaon.com. a o n dot com. This is where you can find our digital, you know, courses on demand library, uh, as well as uh, live events uh, that we curate. Uh, we also have a list of all of our events. Uh, we do about 150 events across the world per year. So it's it's you know half of the year we travel, and then we have a conscious, a holistic uh, uh, marketplace. Where we essentially uh, uh, we have tools uh, like light therapy, red light, uh, vibroacoustic beds, things that you can accelerate uh, your growth. And uh, our social media is Noah Aeon official. Uh, I, I believe pretty much on all all platforms. Okay,
0: well, fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us today on High Unhealthy, Pavel. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. Thank you, and thanks to everybody for listening. I'm Richard Zwicky, and we'll be back again with you soon.